every sin, disease and sickness must bow down to that name and forevermore surrender for all of time I shall proclaim it's so beautiful the name of coming. Let's help him preach this morning. Brother Luper. Praise God. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. Hallelujah. 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 Why don't we do a little bit better than that for the Lord? Give the Lord some praise today. Praise God. Hallelujah, Jesus. He's worthy of all of our praises. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. We could never lift His name high enough. We could never give Him enough glory or enough honor or enough praise because He is a great God. Amen. Lord bless you. You can be seated for a few moments. It's, it's so good to see everyone that's in the house of the Lord today. Lord bless you for coming to the house of the Lord. Our guests that are here this morning, Lord bless you for being in God's house today. And uh, so good to see Brother Mark and the young lady and children with them this morning. And uh, good, to see, good to see everybody smile in face. Everybody smile a little bit today. Uh, do better than that. Everybody smile a little bit. Show those pearly whites.
Come on. Everybody smile. Everybody, there you go. That's better. Lord bless you. We got a lot to smile about today. We're serving a good God. Amen. Let me make some announcements before we get into the Word of the Lord. And uh, one is the Golden Eagles will be going Saturday up to Woodville to the uh, Picket House. And uh, they'll be eating up there. And after they get through eating, or before they eat, I'm not sure which one, but they'll be going through the museum there at uh, the Picket House, the little village that they have. So remember that. I believe there'll be a sign-up sheet on the welcoming desk for that. The bus will be leaving at 10 o'clock, I believe it is. And uh, so remember that. This coming Saturday, the Golden Eagles will soar on the church bus all the way to Woodville and back. And uh, so all of you, uh, be sure to participate in that and uh, have a great time. Uh, the Boys Club had a great time this weekend and uh, went to uh, Rayburn and Camp and uh, slept outside in those tents. And it wasn't hot, that's for sure. And uh, But we stayed a little bit warm. I, 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 I wasn't blessed to have any boys, but... Uh, me and my two youngest girls, we went up the way there and camped out and slept in a tent with them and had some food and fellowship with them anyway. And uh, so sometimes if you can't beat them, you just join them the best way you can. And uh, so I figured since America is making it where anybody can use any restroom, my girls and I could go camping with the boys. So, <laughs> so uh, we are... Uh, we had such a good time. Appreciate Brother John. They had such a good time. They're not even able to be here this morning. The cold weather got to them, I think. And and uh, hopefully that the Lord will give them a touch from God today and they can be in church tonight. But Brother John uh, headed that up and we do appreciate it. And uh, we had a good time. And all the boys running around playing in the dirt. I told them they need to play in the dirt gives them a source of iron so it's uh, in more ways than one and uh, so we had such a great time thank them for that and uh, looking uh, forward to in the morning starting the turkey cooking so if you haven't sold your turkeys do so and uh, get after that we got a thousand of them to cook and so we'll start in the morning on that so all that can help Please come by. We'll start about 8 o'clock in the morning. And uh, this is the easy week. So we start out easy and, and it gets harder as we go. And uh, so remember that. And if you have any that you could pick up, uh, tomorrow night would be a good time if you can deliver them our, our uh, Tuesday morning. And uh, let's get them out of the way as quick as we can where we have room for others. And uh, so remember that. And uh, then remember, there is choir practice tonight at 5.15. So the choir will be here at 5.15. And uh, if you practice well and everything goes well, the choir will be singing tonight. So remember that. Appreciate all that come out Thursday night and uh, was faithful to choir practice. This means choir and musicians. So all of you, that means bass player, that means guitar player, that means organ player, that means keyboard player, that means drum player, any other kind of players that we have. So everybody, be here at 515 for practice, and uh, let's have a great time in the Lord tonight. 
And uh, I'm kind of surprised, pleasantly surprised. I'm always pleasantly surprised about parties, but uh, looking forward to tonight. And I do appreciate each and every one of you very, very much. And uh, I, Brother Duplessy was making mention that some have told him when you start pastoring, you don't get connected uh, to saints. You kind of keep your distance away from them. And um, I choose not to do that, although sometimes I wished I would do that because when you get emotionally connected to people, it's a little bit different. And uh, I am connected to each and every one of you emotionally very strong, and I love each and every one of you very much. And I do appreciate, you may appreciate your pastor, but I appreciate you allowing me to be your pastor. And I know there's a lot of places that you could be today, and uh, you you don't have to be here, but I'm glad that you are here. And I'm honored that you're here today. And uh, I certainly want to do the best job that I possibly can for the kingdom of God and uh, for your sake and for your family's sake. If you have your Bibles, let's stand, turn to Luke chapter 24. I'll try to give you what I feel like the Lord has laid on my heart today and um, try to deliver to you like I feel like the Lord would have me to. Luke chapter 24, verse number 46 through 49. Luke chapter 24, verse 46 through 49. The Scripture says, And He said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in His name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of the Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. Now the Scripture tells us some very important things. And uh, in these texts, in this text this morning, but what I would like to focus on for a few minutes today is verse number 49. And behold, I send the promise of the Father unto you. Now look very closely at this, this little line. It says, But... Tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem. How long should you tarry? Until ye be endued with power from on high. Put down your Bibles, if you will. Let's lift our hands and lift our voice and magnify the Lord together. God, we love you today. We thank You, Savior, for Your goodness, for Your mercy, for Your blessings. Thank You for this day. Thank You for this opportunity to come to Your house to worship You, to praise You, and to magnify You, God. Everything we do in this place is about You. It's about lifting up Your name, giving glory and honor and praise unto You. We ask You, Lord, to bless Your Word, bless Your Messenger. 
Bless us to hear, to receive, and to respond, and to obey Your Word. Clap your hands unto the Lord today. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Lord bless you. You may be seated. I want to preach to you from this subject this morning and uh, for a little while. And uh, I am cautious of the time. And uh, sometime time gets away with me. But don't fear. You don't have to worry about it because I'm always looking at it. And uh, I want to preach to you from this subject. Don't leave church too early. Don't leave church too early. As I read the Scripture this morning, I find it interesting in the Word of God that the Word of God tells them to tarry in the city of Jerusalem. When you look at the word tarry, I guess all of us is smart enough to know exactly what tarry means. It just simply to, it means to remain or to stay. As in a place, it means to just simply sojourn in a place. And uh, it says, uh, gives, gives an illustration in a dictionary about, you know, he tarried in Baltimore on his way to Washington. So it's not a place that you just, you just uh, are there for no reason, but you are waiting for a purpose. And uh, to delay or to, uh, to tarry or just uh, to wait, to linger, and just simply when you come down to it, what it really means is, in our good old Texas term, it just simply means to wait. What he was telling them was to wait in the city of Jerusalem. Don't get in a hurry to do what you're called to do because you are called to be witnesses, but first of all, you must wait. Sometimes waiting is one of the most difficult things that you can do. Waiting sometimes is worse than working. Waiting sometimes is worse than uh, just doing it by yourself. It's just simply Waiting on someone to help help you do something. Waiting is not fun. How many how many's ever waited on somebody? How many men's ever waited on your wife? You didn't say a lot about it, but you did it, didn't you? And uh, you said a lot and mumbled under your breath, but you was very careful how loud you got. And uh, so so waiting is not something that is that is uh, very fun. Yesterday. I was uh, kind of in a hurry when I come in and and uh, getting a shower, getting ready. And uh, so I sent the girls in the other room to get a shower and get ready. And I said, hurry up. Well, that means do it quickly. And uh, But in my one child's life, that don't have a lot of meaning. Or her interpretation of that is a little bit different than my interpretation of it. And the Lord blessed us with one called Terry Irene. She was named after my aunt, which was Irene. And uh, her sons were not able to have children. And uh, so for her namesake, 
we put Irene on Terry. My aunt was extremely slow. I mean, unbearably slow. It was just uh, painfully slow. If you would go anywhere with her, it was it was just a waiting process. And uh, so, so uh, we named Terry that. In some way, that transferred from my aunt to her. And uh, she gets busy about many things and forgets that she should be in a hurry. So uh, I'm, I'm dressed, walking out the door, headed down the stairs, and uh, she is just coming out of the bathroom. And so waiting is not something that we like to do. And uh, patience is not something that we're all blessed with in abundance. But uh, we could all use probably a little more patience than what we have. I have I've never, I've never been able to figure people uh, that would go to something and then uh, pay the money to get there and pay the money uh, for tickets to be at a place and be in a hurry to leave. And uh, I've I've listened to some ball games on the radio, and and I've heard the announcer say, "Well, they're clearing out now. They're all leaving now. The seats are empty now. the The stands are are empty and out. People's making a dash for the exits, and the game is still going on. And I thought if I was going to go to one, and if I was going to pay my money to go." I'd be sitting there when, when all the players had walked off of the field or off the court or off the diamond because I wanted to get my money's worth. I wouldn't be in a hurry to leave. But I have, I have also been listening and, and, uh, they would talk about, well, the game's practically over. No way for the team to come back. And so the stands are emptying. And then all of a sudden, a change of events would come by and, The team that was behind would get a burst of energy. Something would happen and they'd start scoring points and they'd say, people's trying to make their way back into the stadium. What happened was they left just a little bit too early. They left before the game was over. They left before the final gun had sounded. And I I look in the Word of God, my mind goes to a book called Ruth. And uh, it starts out not talking about Ruth at all, but it winds up being all about Ruth and her commitment and her dedication to her mother-in-law to follow her. But it starts out talking about Imelech and Naomi. And it talks about uh, Bethlehem, Judea. The Scripture in in Ruth chapter 1 and verse number 1, it says, Now it came to pass... In the days that when the judges ruled, there was that there was a famine in the land. Now take note to what land it was talking about. And a certain man of Bethlehem, Judea, it was a famine in the land of the chosen people of God. And a man of Bethlehem, Judea, went to sojourn in a country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. Now, it was a famine in the land, in the land of God. 
in the promised land. There was a dry spell. There was, there was trouble. There was, there was a trying time going on. Let me tell you today that in all of our walk with God, each and every one of us today, there will be dry spells that we will go through personally when it seems like uh, everyone else is having victory in their life and everyone else is having blessings in their life. There will be times that uh, it will seem that we will pray and we don't get an answer. It will seem that we will pray and the heavens will be locked up and we can't get a prayer through. Seems like you go to the church and pray and the, the prayers don't even reach the ceiling where you're at. Sometimes you're in the prayer room and it seems like it's bouncing back in your face. There will be dry spells in our walk with God. There will be dry, dead services that we attend occasionally. Is this the will of God? I don't think it's always the will of God. And if it is the will of God, I'm trying desperately every service to get Him some way to change His mind. But it's just reality. It's just life. It's just like that. Amen. You're not going just from victory to victory and from mountaintop to mountaintop. But between the mountaintops is valley experiences. But it is never God's will to quit the church. Amen. We find that this man of Bethlehem, Judea, took his wife and took his two sons to the land of Moab. Now, what was the land of Moab? It was a land of pagans. It was a land that was full of idolatry. It was a land that was full of immorality. It always amazes me when someone gets offended in the house of God, I'll just quit church. Now that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. If this don't happen, I'll just quit the house of God. That makes a lot of sense. Now you're throwing yourself to the lions. It's dry here. I'm not, I'm not having a good crop here. So I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to take my wife. I'm going to take my two sons. And we're going to go to the land of Moab. I'm sure. Now the Bible does not tell us everything that happened. It does not tell us. It just tells us that in verse number 1 that there was a famine. In verse number 1 that he took his family and he left the land of Bethlehem, Judea, and he went to Moab. I'm sure the leaders and the judges would try to tell him. Now, Emelech and, and uh, Naomi, this is really not a good idea. Really what you need to do is just buckle down, hang on, because it's not going to stay dry forever. I'm telling someone this morning, you may be facing a dry spell 
in your life. You may be facing some areas that you don't know what's going on and you can't understand what's happening to you. But my message to you today is that in the dry times, you just got to hang on to the hand of God. The answer is not leaving God. The answer is not walking out on God. The answer is not leaving the church and saying, God does not love me. Can I tell you, that is the work of the devil. I can only imagine the devil tempting him and saying, Now, now, Amalek, you've got to do something. You've got to move quick. You've got to hurry up and make a decision. Amen. And sometimes what we need to do is just stop and wait on the Lord. Amen. Stop and just wait on God just a little bit. Stop and just see what God will do. Amen. When we find the children of Israel were about to cross a Red Sea, they were upset, they were worried, they were afraid because they had water in front of them. And they had the Egyptian army behind them. But you know what the Lord told Moses? He said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Sometimes we have got to learn how to wait on God. Amen. 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 I'm reminded of a little story. Now, we don't have all the details on this story, but I can remember it being talked about. My daddy talking about it from time to time. And uh, so I, I don't have all the details to know everything that, that happened. But uh, this lady had this son that was rebellious. And uh, he had this main hangout, this honky-tonk that he liked to go out and uh, party and drink and, and uh, just carouse. And so this woman... Uh, she was a church member uh, of a church, and, and uh, so she got to praying. She said, I want God to destroy that place. It wasn't about saving his soul. It was about destroying the honky-tonk. And so she got to praying. And uh, so if any prosecutors are, are, are listening, the, the lady's done dead and gone to receive her reward now. But, but she got to praying, and all of a sudden, uh, one, one night in the middle of the morning, that honky-tonk caught on fire, and it burnt to the ground. And uh, so somebody come by and said, you know, said, man, that, that, that honky-tonk that you've been praying for, that God would destroy it, said it caught on fire last night and burnt to the ground. She said, yep. Said, sometimes you just got to put legs on those prayers. Amen. Sometimes we think that God needs our help. That God needs our advice. We all got advice to give to God. God now is our advice. We've never talked to God and said, Now God, if you could just wait just a little while on this miracle, don't do it right now. But no, what is our response? God, hurry up. God, do it. I've got to have it right now. I've got to have a miracle right now. Amen. The dry time in your life will not last always. But you have got to stay committed and in love with God. Stay faithful to God. This goes on. This story plays out in the first chapter 
of the book of Ruth. It goes from them leaving the land of God, Bethlehem, going to Moab, and losing everything, and Naomi coming back. Let's read verse 19 and through 21. So they too, speaking of Ruth now, so Ruth and Naomi went up until they came to Bethlehem. And it came to pass when they were come to Bethlehem that all the city was moved about them. And they said, Is this Naomi? It lets me know there's a question mark behind that if you're looking in your Bible. It lets me know they are wondering. They were asking a question. Is this Naomi? She looks somewhat familiar, but she's totally different than what she was when she left. And she said unto them, Call me not Naomi. Call me Mara, for the Almighty hath dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full. Listen very closely now. I went out full, and the Lord hath brought me home Again, I went out full, and the Lord hath brought me home again empty. Why then call me Naomi, seeing that the Lord has testified against me, and the Almighty has afflicted me? What she's saying is, I left because it was a little too dry for me. I left because God wasn't moving exactly like I thought God ought to move. I went to the land of Moab, and you know what happened to the land of Moab? They had a drought. So they moved from one drought to another drought with a lot of other activities that went on. While she was there, her sons married women of Moab. While she was there, her husband died. While she was there, her first son died. While she was there, her second son died. All she had left was her two daughter-in-laws. And one of them forsook her. And the other followed her. So you can run from one thing. But what you're running from and run to may be a whole lot worse than what you're running from. You can't run from problems. You can't run from trouble. You can't run from life heartaches. You can't dodge everything that life is going to throw you. Sometimes we got to buckle up and just put our feet in the concrete and stand still and let God's will be done in our life. Can I get a good old-fashioned amen on that right there? Amen. It's not fun to stand still. I would rather walk than stand still. I would rather trot than stand still. I would rather move back and forth. If you watch me up here, I can't be still. Standing still and just standing in one place, it makes your back hurt. It makes your legs hurt. It makes your arms ache. It makes your mind go wild. Amen. But sometimes in living for God, Amen, God 
demands us to stand still and just wait just a moment on God. You can't hurry, God. Sometimes you just have to wait. You've got to wait and give Him His time. No matter how long it takes. Amen. He's a God that you can't hurry. But He's a God that's going to be there. Don't you ever worry. No, you can't hurry, God. Sometimes you just got to learn to wait. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Amen. The church in Acts chapter 1, verse number 4, the Scripture said, Jesus being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem. Again, He is reminding them of what He told them in Luke chapter 24. He's telling them again, it's recorded in the book of Acts. And He says, now, now if you look, you can find that Luke uh, probably more than likely wrote the book of Acts as such as the book of Luke. And then he makes reference to the fact that he said that you should not depart from Jerusalem. Again, he wants us to go back and remember the importance of not departing from Jerusalem. He said, But wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. So seeing a Jesus ascend in the glory, the ones that was there turned around and they went a day's journey back into the city of Jerusalem. What we know as the place where they were gathered is called the upper room. Amen. Some say seven days they waited. Some say it was ten days that they waited. But somewhere between a week, amen, to ten days, they waited upon the promise, not knowing exactly what they were waiting for, not knowing exactly what was going to happen, but they were just patiently waiting. Amen. All of these men had things they needed to do. Only a hundred and twenty after the ministry, after the ministry of Christ, for three and a half years, after healing the sick, after raising the dead, after feeding the five thousand, after feeding the seven thousand, after all of the miracles that He'd done, after going to Calvary, resurrecting on the third day, ascending in the glory, only a hundred and twenty. Have you ever thought about how amazing that was? Only 120. And we look at the Bible as everybody, every prophet being successful. Every apostle being successful. Man, everywhere they went, revival just exploded. People, people rushed the buildings. They could not, they could not contain all the people. But Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, only 120 had enough faith Enough, uh, enough desire, enough, enough 
He was convinced enough to go to the upper room and wait. Why? Because when he was gone, nobody wanted to wait any longer. Nobody wants to wait. Nobody just wants to stand still. Nobody wants to stop and just let God have His way. So they went, you don't know, I don't know what all was going on in this time, but I'm sure it's just like today's day that we're living in. There was those on the other side of town that said, no, we've got the promise. And there was some in another town saying, no, it's us that we have the promise. And then there was those on the other side that said, no, this is where you need to be. We've got the promise. Amen. But there were some disciples that said, we're going to just wait on God. We're not going to be shaken by what philosophy of man's wisdom has to say. We're not going to let them convince us of any other way. I want to tell you today, church, the Holy Ghost is still real. It's still being poured out in the church today. Amen. It's still God's will to have revival. It's still God's will to reach the lost. It's still God's will to see a move of God. It's still God's will for us to have victory in our lives. Amen. Amen. I can imagine them coming and telling the Apostle Peter, Hey man, uh, some is thinking about going here because man, they, they got a move there. There's a touch there. And, and there, ever since the beginning of time, there's been false prophets that will arise. Amen. There's false churches that will arise. Amen. There's always those that are trying to deceive the elect of God. Amen. But I want to tell you there's something about the church that says no matter how long I gotta wait. Amen. Something worth, amen. Something worth anything is worth waiting on. Amen. When we come to church, it's not a McDonald's church and we don't get a McDonald's meal. Sometimes I think we're in too big of a hurry. When God's cooking a full course meal, we say, give me a happy meal. Amen. But I didn't come after a happy meal today. I come after God however long it takes. I'm not in a hurry. God, just take your time, but hear my cry. Take your time, but give me a miracle. Take your time, but I've got to feel your spirit. You can't leave church too early. Oh, some of you is looking at the clock already. Oh, man. Oh, it's 21 minutes after. My Lord, my dinner's going to get cold. My goodness, my belly's growling. Oh, my stomach thinks my throat's cut. Amen. We're such in a hurry with God. Amen. Now, now, I'm not got you here to have church all day. Amen. But I want to tell you sometimes we don't need to be in a hurry to walk out the first opportunity we get. Church ain't over. Amen. Church ain't over. Church ain't over. Sometimes it takes God a little while. Sometimes God's got a little more in store for us. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. I was reading an article a couple years ago in the paper talking about McDonald's-style churches. Amen. They had it down to an art. I hate to tell you all this. Some of you might want to go there. But they had it down to an art. You could get in and out of church and get a full course meal in less than 15 minutes. You were in. You had prayer. You were in. You took up the offering. Churches is going to delete a lot of things, but they're never going to delete an offering out of a service. You ain't had church until you give an offering. Amen. You got a full course message and you were in and out in less than 15 minutes and went on about your merry way. Amen. I want to tell you that's a bad idea when you bring God into the mix. Amen. God can operate just in 15 minutes. You can't put God on a timeline. You can't put God on a time scale. Amen. Abraham and Sarah got to rushing God. And that's the reason why we have so much trouble even today. It's because Abraham and Sarah said God's not going to work and God's not going to move. Let me go into Hagar and let God raise up a child out of Hagar. Amen. But that wasn't God's will. I want to tell you when you rush God, you're going to get yourself in trouble. When you get in a hurry, you're going to make some mistakes. When you try to move too quick, you're going to get in trouble. God, I can't rush you. I'm not going to leave church early. I'm not going to walk out in a hurry. God, but I'm here. I want to touch. I want to move. I want help from heaven today. First day, nothing happens. Just an election, that's about all that happens. Second day, nothing happens. Third day, nothing happens. Fourth day, the crowd is getting restless. Amen. How many of you, if you come and I said, okay, we're going to have a 10-day revival. Back to back to back to back to back to back nights. We're going to gather here and we're going to have church. The first night we come and we just sit there and looked at each other. The second night we come and we just sit there and said, well, I don't know what we're going to do. We're just going to sit here and wait on the Lord. He said, just wait. You know what would happen about the third or fourth night? About 95% of you would stay home and said there's no use to go to church tonight because we're going to sit there and look at each other. Amen. We look at them praying and having a glorious time. Amen. But for seven to ten days, absolutely nothing happened. Now you think there wasn't some unrest. Come on, Peter. Get a move of God going. Nobody raised from the dead. Nobody speaking in tongues. Nobody's blind eyes open. Nothing happened. That's a boring church right there. Some say they were going in and out. The Bible does not give us that indication. I would seem to think that they stayed there 24 hours a day waiting on the promise. What are we going to do today? We're going to do the same thing that we did yesterday. 
Man, I ain't felt God. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to keep on living for Him. Some people leave church too early. You leave right before the breakthrough in your life. Now I'm speaking from a personal stand now. Amen. You walk out on God just before God gives you the miracle that you've been praying for. Amen. You throw in the towel just before God comes on the scene. But I want to tell you when you're serving God, don't leave too early. Don't get in a hurry. I want to tell somebody, the devil's put it in your mind and in your spirit. What I need to do is just give up. God's not going to help me. God's not going to work for me. I come to serve you. Notice the devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. Amen. Victory's on the way. A breakthrough's on the way. Deliverance is on the way. A miracle is on the way. But you just got to wait. Don't leave church too early. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. James, I'm about discouraged. I don't think it's going to happen. John, what do you think? Well, all I know is he said, just, just, just wait. Just wait. Just wait. Abraham, God said He's going to give you a son. Don't get in a hurry. How many has ever got a promise from God? How many has ever got a promise that you ain't seen fulfilled yet? I still got some things I'm holding on to. I still got some things I'm holding on to. You know what the devil says? It's been five years. It's been ten years. It's been fifteen years. It's been twenty years. It's never going to happen. Amen. But I'm just waiting on God. God's timeline is not my timeline. God's timeline is not your timeline. You just got to wait on Him. You just got to wait on Him. You just got to wait on Him. Don't leave church too early. Don't get in a hurry with God. Just wait on God. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm reminded of a testimony I heard one time. I'm reminded of a lady that comes in and she's talking to her pastor. And she's telling her pastor in the office, she says, I don't think I can go on another day. I don't think I can live for God 
another day. I don't think I can wait another moment. He said, well, sister, what's wrong with you? I've been living for God for three years. And I've been praying that God would fill my husband with the Holy Ghost continually for three years. And God hasn't done it yet. Amen. About that time, another lady walks through the door and she's shouting the victory. She said, I hate to disturb you, but I had to come by and let you know I've been praying that God would fill my husband with the Holy Ghost for 30 years. And God just brought it to pass. You can't leave church too early. No, you got to wait on God. you got to wait and give Him His time, no matter how long it may take. Woo! Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. The Scripture said from Acts chapter 1 to Acts chapter 2. One little opening there. All of a sudden, something changed. When I look at this Scripture, it just it, it's never stuck out to me like it has this week. And when the day of Pentecost... Anybody know what it says? Fully come. When that day of Pentecost fully come. Amen. Sometimes you just got to wait on God. And when the time comes, God will fully show up. Amen. All of a sudden they were with one place. Or they were in one accord. In one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven. It didn't matter what the gainsayer said. It didn't matter what those outside said. It didn't matter who was making fun or who was doing what. There was a hundred and twenty. One that stayed faithful and committed and dedicated and said, God, you said wait. I'm going to wait. And all of a sudden, the heavens begin to open up and the sound of a rushing mighty wind filled all the house where they were sitting. What would it be like in your life today? Amen. Some of you has lost the faith and don't think it can happen. I see your expression on your face. Amen. I went as far as I can go. I've waited as long as I can wait. You've already discussed it. You've already talked about it. Amen. But God's coming to you one more time and saying, don't leave church too early. Oh, God's just reminding you. Everything's going to work out for the good of them that love the Lord. Or be called according to His purpose. It don't matter what the devil comes against you with. God's still greater. It don't matter what the devil says. God's still greater. Even I'm not leaving. I'm not walking out. I'm not stepping out on God. I've got a made up mind. I'm going to stay in the church. I just wonder how many people come in to the upper room and walk out of the upper room. Oh man, this looks like a good deal. This looks like where it's happening. I'm all in. I'm part of it. Count on me. I'll be there. 
after a couple of days, well, man, I tell you, I got a job. Man, I tell you, I got a family. Man, man, I tell you, I got to do something else. I can't handle this waiting no more. I'm, I'm a little impatient, you know. I can't, I can't deal with this too good. I, I've got to do something else. Man, I, I feel, I feel something calling me in another direction. I feel something moving me over here. I feel something pulling me over here. I feel something pushing me over here. Amen. When God said, just go to Jerusalem and tarry. Don't leave church too early. Mm. Don't leave church too early. 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 Sometimes we just got to hold up and wait. Say, oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Come on the scene, Jesus. Move, Jesus. What are we doing? We're just not in a hurry with God. We're just going to wait on God. Last Sunday night, we just waited on God. Amen. Just wait on God. You've got to wait sometimes. You've got to bust your way through sometimes. You've got to be patient sometimes. But you always got to be committed. When the day of Pentecost was fully come. When it was fully God's time. When it was fully God's time. When it was fully God's time. When it was fully come. When it was fully God's time. When it was God's time, it didn't matter that Sarah was well beyond childbearing age. When it was God's time, it didn't matter how old Abraham was. When it was God's time. Oh, when the day of Pentecost was fully come. When the day of Pentecost was fully come. When the day of Pentecost was fully come. When it was fully God's time. When it was fully God's time. I want to tell you, some things you've got to wait on because it's not God's time yet. Some things you've got to be patient on because God's working it out. But don't ever think that God's not working it out. You know what was going on while they were sitting around waiting in the upper room and some was bickering and some... They were people just like we are. Peter was, was human, brother. He would pop off at the mouth real quick. And some was fussing about this and some was fussing about that. They had already had a business meeting, so I know some of them was angry because they didn't get their way. But you know what? They got out of the will of God anyway. God already had it in plan. It was going to be a man named Saul. But see, they had to rush things. Amen. You don't hear a lot of the other man what he did, but you hear a lot of what the Apostle Paul did. 
Anyway, let's go on and leave that alone. But they had to wait on God. And there's, there's this one saying this and that one saying that. But, but somebody stands up and says, God, I remember what He said just before He went away. He said, go back and just wait. God's going to bring it to pass. Come on, let's stay together here. Come on, let's keep it. What am I trying to do this morning? I'm trying to bring your focus back to what God wants to do in your life. And God is saying, hey, victory's on the way. Hey, a miracle's on the way. Don't leave too early. Don't walk out too early. Don't step out of the door too early. But stay faithful to God. Stay committed to God. Stay dedicated to God. When it was fully come, all of a sudden, you know what was going on while they were sitting there having these discussions? In heaven, God was getting the angelic choir together. All right, one more practice session here. It's almost time. It's almost ready. Not yet, not yet. Just a few more hours. Just a few more days. I wonder today what's going on in heaven and what's happening up in the glory world as He looks over your needs and He looks over what you're facing and He looks over what you're going through and He's telling the angels, just hang on. I'm just about to move. I'm just about to do it. I'm just about to perform a miracle. I'm just about to bring it to pass. And you're sitting there anxious and un- waiting. I, I got to do something. I got to do something. I, I got to have it. I got to move. I got I to gotta have it now. And God's saying, it's almost time. It's just about time. I come to tell somebody this morning, don't leave too early. Don't leave too early. It's just about to happen. It's just about to happen. It's just about to take place. As we all stand This building this morning, Psalms chapter 37 and verse number 9, it says, For evildoers shall be cut off. But those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. Evildoers is going to be cut off. But those who wait, teach me, Lord. 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 Some of you have already checked out of this service this morning. Oh, yeah, you're here physically, but you're spiritually somewhere else. Done checked out. I ain't got time. I got to do something else, man. He better hurry up. He better get it over. He better, it's a good time to finish. Oh, my Lord, we got to be in a hurry. We live in America. It's a fast-paced society. But America's society has never changed God. God's still in God's time. And He's just walking through the garden in the cool of the day. He's walking through the church on this Sunday morning in October. And he's saying, I wonder who's patient enough. I wonder who's still waiting on me. He said, when I come back, shall I find faith on the earth? Because it's a lot of impatient people. Some people, some of you in this place today, if the Lord would have come back for you ten years ago, you would have been in glory world. 
But if He come back right now, where would you spend eternity? Fifteen years ago, man, I was where I needed to be with God. But what happened? We're still patiently waiting on the Lord. No, He hadn't come back yet, but He said He's coming back. He hadn't done it yet, but He said He's doing it. And I can see the angelic choir, they're getting ready to, to sound off again. Just like the day of Pentecost. And He's telling His little group of people out of 120, You're going to change the world someday. You're going to be a witness unto the world someday. It's going to happen someday. But first you've got to wait. I want to tell you, God's got great things in store for you. But first you've got to wait until you get what God's got for you. Until God endues you with power from on high. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse number 31 says, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. In the physical, we think we have to do something to renew our strength. We think we have to work out. You've got to have, you've got to have iron. You've got to pump iron. You've got to run. You've got to jog. You've got to walk. You've got to do push-ups. You've got to do set-ups to, to build your strength. But the Scripture looks at it totally different. And God said, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Amen. But the first thing they got to do they got to wait on the Lord. Can I remind you of what happened on the day of Pentecost? Was well worth the wait. It's changed the world since the day that it happened. Since Pentecost Sunday, the world has never been the same. But it was a waiting process that got it. I'm going to open these altars up this morning. I feel like the Lord has laid this on my heart for somebody in this place today. That God has come by this service this morning just to reassure you. That He knows where you're at. He knows what you're going through. He knows what you're facing. And He come by to just tell you one more time, don't leave church too early. It's not over yet. The score may not be in your favor, but it's not over yet. God can change things. God can move things. God can speak and the whole world pays attention. Don't leave church too early. I wonder if anybody in this place today has felt the Holy Ghost speak to your hearts. If you had stepped out from where you're standing right now and make your way to this front, lift your hands toward heaven. It's hard to wait. It's difficult to be patient at times. It's difficult just to stand there and see the salvation of the Lord. You can't swim the Red Sea. 
You can't do it by yourself, but God can open up the Red Sea. Nobody else in this place today has ever had to wait on God. That feels like you're just in the waiting process. Just in the waiting line right now. Just waiting on God to move. I'm a little impatient, Lord, but I'm, I'm still waiting. It hasn't happened yet, God. But I'm still waiting. Don't leave church too early. 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 Oh, hallelujah! 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 Upon the Lord Hallelujah! You need some strength this morning. You need some help from God today. You need some encouragement today. It's in the house of God. It's in the house of God. God has come to you today. He has spoken this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, Jesus. Work right now, Lord. Work right now, Lord. Somebody reach out to the Lord right now. Somebody reach out to God right now. With weeds.